Hello and welcome to the Ten Pence Arcade Podcast. I am Sean Holly, and to my left, no, to my north west, is it northeast? North west. North west. Here in Scotland. Hello. It's Rich Mind. Hello, Vicky. Hello. Right? I'm okay. I've been, be- I've been better. I have, have been better. Oh, good. What's <sighs> that? I mean, bad. Sorry, bad. Mm. What's happened? Oh, I've just been real busy with stuff and everything. How have you been? I've been all right, thank you. Good. Yeah, I've been doing stuff. We have got some things to talk about, arcade-related and everything. Good God. Indeed. Let's get right into it, shall we? What have you been up to since the last time I spoke to you, son? I have been... uh, Son wanted wanted a completely new bedroom. Did he indeed? A completely new teardown of of his bedroom. Mm Mm-hmm. So, son wanted a, a massive new bedroom Ooh, yeah. experience. What so, he could do is buy his own house. That would be a bedroom experience, wouldn't it? He's got he's got the money to get. So mm. we we tore out all his old bed, all his old wardrobe, his cupboards, everything. Took them all to the tip, all the old knackered ones. The the ones that were any good, we we give to a children's charity, which is really good. Oh nice. Like, two carloads of toys and like. Wow. Transformers. Well, stop. What kind of toys? I'm always interested in toys. Transformers, Power Rangers, Kinects, like a weird Lego thing. Yeah. Lego dragons, loads of things, lots of cuddly toys. And got this this little fella I couldn't let go. Look at that kids. He, what is, he it? is 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 a teddy bear. Yeah. And he comes he comes in a chair. I used to read it to him. That's the chair, kids. Right. And he, he presses his feet and he, he does a story. This is the story, baby. Listen. Hi! My name is Baby Bear. This is a story that happened one day when Mommy and Daddy and I went away. Can you stamp on a it, please, quickly? A Goldilocks came by. Oh, that's great. I can play some more of that through the podcast if please you want. Please don't. Please okay. don't. It sounds quite sinister when it's up close to a mic like that. And he, he has it. He has Hi, it. I'm Baby Bear. He mm. made, she made a big mess. When we got home, we found a big mess. A big <laughs> mess. And mommy found Goldilocks sleeping in my bed. <gasps> Please it's stop. From the, it's from Please the. Please stop. It's from the point of view of Baby Bear. I used to read it to Luke, and I just couldn't take it. I, 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 I know what you mean. Shelter. Those sentimental things, aren't it? Yeah, he's not cool. asked, but I was. Yeah, so that's yeah, okay. Probably. Had a couple of days off work. Just five visits to the skip. And then it was rebuilding a new new bed, new gaming chair, new wardrobe, new shelves. He's just, he's just had a complete new room. And what was he doing during this time? It was helping, yeah. Oh, okay. like, I should hope so too. Two coats of paint. And, uh, what, you gave the that? child two coats of paint? What colour yeah. is he now? He's, he's dark purple. <laughs> <laughs> like, clean the, we didn't get a new carpet. We cleaned the old one because it, it seemed decent. Got a carpet cleaner in. Cool. So that was... And what else have we been doing? Oh, you've got loads of stuff here. Uh, very quickly, I went to Arcade Club of Blackpool. Oh, now Tron, you're talking. With Mark and Mark Happy Dude and Tronads on a Saturday night. That was a good night. Um, I know Mr. Tronads lives near there. Does Mark Happy Dude live there as well? Yeah, they both live in Fleetwood. Ah, lucky gets living right next to that. Fleetwood area. And after that, on the Saturday nights, I've been to two arcade clubs in two oh, nights. Oh, stop. I went to Bury after hours last mm-hmm. night Sunday night because my good friend Rob who worked there for years he was having a leaving do oh yeah so as a as a not like not an employee but someone who was like there with him I, I, was on, I think they call you yeah so that that was a really good night 
Cool, I bet it was. He had like a a presentation and a video, and he, he was in tears, bless him, like a, a video oh. of highlights that they've put together. On oh, big, cool. Big project. It's really good, yeah. Wow. How long did he work there, then? So in that one, yeah, five or six years, maybe, yeah. It's a long time, isn't it? Cool. It is. It is a long time. Oh, did you play anything in particular there, or were you just chatting? I did, yeah. At Blackpool... Because most of the games were off last night because it was just a party for him, just the games on floor. I would have insisted they were on. There's there's a new VR section on the ground floor as you walk in. I I could not be less bothered. I know it's it's VR. It's there's I think there's three. I think there's four different modules or whatever you call. I'm surprised it's, it's still going. You know. Oh, it's massive. It is, is it? massive. Yeah, it's massive. People love I've never it. Never heard of anyone playing it. To be honest with you. A lot of people play it, but... The only thing I know of is Beat Saber. That's the killer app, isn't it? It's not yeah, for us. Yeah, that's, that's the one I've... I've never played it. I don't, I don't really do that thing, but that's the one I've heard of anyway. Everything else is no idea. Absolutely no idea. It's We're not nor for interested. me. No. I, I can't get on with it. No. But people love it. Uh, ooh, 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 I played at Blackpool. They've got three of the new Stern pinballs. Oh, yeah. Are they still they've, working? Yeah. Because Stern have not got a very good track record of late. These are brand new. They're in very good condition. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Doctor No, which is a, an early Bond one. I think you'll find Doctor Yes, which is very good. I really like that is one. Is it a new, new one like the last few yeah. years? Because yeah, I don't keep new. up with them at all. Yeah, and, and Mandalorian. Okay. Which is decent, and Guns and Roses, which is decent. Oh, Guns and Roses is quite an old one. No, this is this is a new one. I think there's a new new Guns and Roses one. I think so. Does it have a gun as the pinball plunger? Like a, no. a pistol? Because that no, was the original one. It's got a, a stern of introduced, it's like card system where you, you put your card on, on a little sort of sensor on the pinball. Right. And you can upload your high scores, it keeps your high scores and all that kind of thing. Yeah, it's called junk. Stern Insider, I think it's called. So it okay. enc encourages you to play. But these that are all on free play, of course. That is weird, having because Guns N' Roses haven't been relevant for twenty years, have they? And, I mean, uh, I know they're still going, I, I suppose, but they're not you know as good as they ever were, and their heyday and all that sort of stuff. It's just weird. There's another pinball come out of them because I mean, the Metallica one came out quite a few years ago and that's really really popular but Metallica is still an ongoing thing I, I, I really don't like Metallica but they are super super popular still you know, they're still mm. going they're still producing albums still touring etc etc and they've never really gone down but Guns N' Roses have been off for years it's really weird how there's another one I think they do a lot of very short runs of these now because they're churning them out and, and yeah. I've I think they're for a lot of them are for collectors, mm. and this one was a very dark table with black flippers. Oh, so and blue flashy lights all over the place. Oh, okay. I did trip over and bang my head, so it might not have been that. Did you know how to play it properly? Or were you just flipping it around like an idiot, like we do? No, yeah, you, I didn't learn any rules. I no. don't learn rules. Just flapping the ball around and going, oh, it does that thing. If I hit it there, it does something great. I'll and then you get a multi ball. As long yeah, as that's when it's fun. Ball, I'm happy. I love yeah, yeah, absolutely. The new Guns and Roses pinball is from Jersey Jack Pinball. Anything else? Uh, seems, oh, yes. like, seems like I haven't been to an arcade, and you have. You lucky cat. Darius Burst EX. I finally played through that. When when it appeared at Arcade Club, it's the big 
massive four-seater four thing. Four-seater thing, yeah. It's, it's huge, isn't it? It's a proper I thought, God, this is brilliant. I'm going to play it. And I never got time to even sit down and play it. Aww. But we, we played through a whole level of it. Apparently, there's loads of different con- connotations and branching paths. And Yeah, yeah. Is this what, two screens, like two 50-inch screens? Three, I think. I think it's, yeah, it's three screens. Is it three? It? It's massive. Yeah, it's massive. Whoa. Or two. Or seven. One of them. Or 19. Who knows? Could, could be. And this mm-hmm. is a good one, right? I've never been a fan of Daytona. Never Daytona. been a fan of the, the handling of it. But I started playing Daytona Championship USA, which is the same handling. You know, if you hit is the wall, you, no, it's is not. It not? That, that's the thing. It's, oh, it's, okay. it's, it's, you can drift very delicately, but it's not like Ridge Racer and Outrun, which is very exaggerated drifting. Right. But I, I got the hang of it, and I got to second place on the expert level track. Did you get to Ipswich? No, I think the end end was Anglesey. So oh, okay. I, was going, I was going in the other, in the direction. Did it kept saying wrong direction, wrong direction, wrong reverse, direction? Reverse, reverse, nothing's, nothing's reverse. That's from, <laughs> Father, that's from Father Ted. Yes. Yeah, so that's, don't touch the brakes, kids, on Daytona. Just no, right, what, the brake. pointless, even having a brake button. Because it just skids all over. But I've got Skiddy. the end of it. So, yeah, and I've also been playing... We've gone into the second bit, haven't we? And I've also played our featured game. Yes, of course. I have been... I've not done a lot on that silly bookcase. It's massive. It's all against the wall now. It takes the whole wall up, and it is vast. There's bookcases as far as the eye can see. Mm. But this weekend just gone, I didn't have a chance to even go near it because wife's been quite poorly with sciatica. Which Ooh, you can hardly nice. walk for very long. So I've been, you know, looking after. The, I've been getting up at five in the morning before work, walking the dog for sort of half an hour to three quarters of an hour, coming back, having a quick kip, going to work, coming back, taking the dog for the walk, doing the dinner and everything, all the housework, and just everything that needs to be done. It just has to be done. She's she's just absolutely incapacitated at the moment. It's horrible for her. Oh. Hopefully she gets better soon, but it's not looking good at the moment. It's taken a while to sort itself out. It doesn't seem to be getting better. So I've got a lot to do at the moment, but I'm okay as long as I know I've got things to do. I don't like doing things when they're sprung on me. If I get home from a day at work, I think, right, I can get home and sit down for a bit. And there's things for me to do. I hate it. I was like, for God's sake, if I know I've got things to do, I'm just on it straight away. I don't stop. I can keep going and then I'll sit down and everything's done. It's great. I'm okay with that. So it's been quite busy. um, But over the weekend, her friend Hannah came from uh, down south and she was stayed for the, she's actually stayed for the week because they both work remotely so she can do work in the daytime just on their laptops and she's been staying it's been really nice having her over and some more company it's been really good so I think I, I've met Hannah haven't I I think you have yeah yeah she said you're an idiot so I think she she probably oh, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that'll be right yeah. good, good judge of character Hannah is <laughs> um yeah, so that was really nice for for wife just have a change of scene basically rather than seeing my stupid face all the time it's nice for her but in that time, um, over the weekend, I didn't touch the bookcase door. I just look, I'm going to leave it because you don't really need it at the moment. You can't get back to work in there for a while. So we left that and I was doing other things. And one of the one things I've been doing, and it's relevant to this podcast, dear listeners, I think you're wondering when I'm going to get onto arcade stuff. I've been doing a cab restoration. Oof. And we will talk about that a little bit later on because I'll reveal what it is and what happened, where it came from. And we'll talk about it then. I've been also mm. playing uh, Sivan a bit. I mean, I didn't. Mm. I thought I'd hate it and played it, and I thought, right, I'll play it for Mr. Holly. I'll play it a bit longer. I'll get into it a little bit, and I did a little bit, and we'll talk about it later on. But I have had quite a few games of it. 
which is unusual for me because it's been so busy and the month's just flown by again. It's really whizzed by. It has for me as well. Uh, and also, I've gone back, back, way back to my roots. I've been playing Galaxian hardware games. You'll know why in a minute. Uh, Mooncrester, Uniwar S, Galaxian and the various hacks like Galaxian Part 4 and uh, what's the other one? We've got Moon Alien 2, I think is another version of Galaxian. Um, a game called Omega and one called Piskies. It's probably Pisces, but I like to call it Piskies, mm. which is all sort of little variations of it's all Galaxian hardware. Um, you'll know why in a minute why I've been playing those old games, but they've been quite fun. And I've been really getting into Galaxian again. Um, my top score, I think, from, from old was about 15,000 odd, not a lot at all. And from recent, it's about 7,000 and up to like nearly 20,000 now. I'm, I'm actually getting better at Galaxian. So there is a, a learning curve there, I think. Mm. I think my highest is 48,000. Wow, that's a massive score on Galaxian. Because it's, it's so low scoring, isn't it? It's not not brilliant. Not when you see what Charlie Fire gets in that. Oh yeah, no. I was I was, I was playing it the other day, and Hannah was in the room. She said, "Oh, what what year is that machine from?" So this is actually about nineteen eighty, and the game's um, you know nineteen seventy nine. It's a really old one. And I said, um, my top score, I think, at the time was like about twelve thousand. I said, I actually know the guy who was the world record holder. He got two million. He's like, Jesus, <laughs> near oh, it. That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it's like a point one of a percent fraction or something stupid, isn't it? It's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Arcade news. Ooh, a new retro arcade bar to open in Aberdeen. Which is mm. further than you think away from me. I'm in Scotland. Aberdeen is in Scotland. It's miles away. It's about a two and a half, three hour journey to get to Aberdeen. Uh, it's on the former espionage. 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 Oh. Does espionage warrant a... Oh. It does, yeah. Should I'm not sure it if it does. After three. One, two, three. Oh. Espionage. If they want any, if they want any advertising, just give us a shout. Um, I've had a look at the website, and the cab pictures on it of the little area is only an artist's impression. So I looked at it, and thought, oh no, they bought modern cabs; they're all the same, and it's just uh, it's a mock up of how it's going to look. So that's interesting, anyway. It's always good to have a new arcade. Uh, Doc Mac is being filmed for. Summer else, how good is that, kids? You you like the information from this podcast? Filmmaker shooting Doctor Make documentary on a Brookfield arcade owner. It's been, it's what he's he's sort of saying is it's called Ghost Lord and the Quest for Dark Presence. Dark Presence is the game that the Doc Mac's been trying to make for, for years. years. It's sort of, sort of a Mortal Kombat live action figure thing, and he was streaming it on Twitch the other yeah. night. And it's getting there. It's get, it's getting sort of fluid action. I've seen bits and bobs of it, and he, he had plans for um like a a moving cabinet. I can't remember what it did now, but it, it was it was mechanical. The cabinet he was working on. This was when we went a long, long time ago, or even when I went the first time to Chicago. Yeah, and he was working on a moving cabinet. It did something. It like moved around, or I think if you beat the game, it presented you with a trophy. It gave you a trophy. Something like that. I'm not sure if he's still using that that concept, but it's quite interesting. Mm-hmm. He was doing different things with it. Um, but yeah, I've actually got a Doc gave me a Dark Presence T-shirt. 
It's really cool. Really? Black Zero is red with sort of like heavy metal writing of Dark Presence because obviously like, you know, horror kind of themed. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. So that will be it, interesting because I was reading some bits on there and we haven't been there for a few years now. And they used to do a podcast on it. They used to say what was going on with the high scores and what they were doing in the arcade. It was really interesting, but I don't think he's got time to do it. He used to do it with Pete, Pete Hahn, who used to yeah. work there. And um, I was looking on there, and it, it mentioned the big arcade they've got, the pinball, which we know about. They've got a little guest house, apparently. They've got an auto repair shop. <laughs> I and know. a gym. We knew about the gym, didn't we? Because it just opened yeah. when we were there. And auto repair. He basically owns the whole of that road. I think he, he runs the whole of the road. Because when businesses fail or, or stop or retire or whatever, he just takes them over next door and puts different things in them. So there's loads and loads of things going on with with the arcade. It's sort of arcade themed. There's bits and bits. It's really, it's really good how he's done it. He must be a great businessman to do all that sort of stuff. Really interesting. This, this sort of thing, it's become like his life story. And yeah. he, it's like He's an interesting it, guy, Doc. He's a really, really nice guy yeah, to talk it's, to. It's gonna be, it looks like it's going to be really good, actually. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I'm not sure where it's what streaming service is going to be on or who's going to pick it up. But hopefully someone good picks it up and he, he, gets some, you know, he gets some good advertising for the arcade, at least. That's his main breadwinning thing. Yeah, there's really enough, interesting. There's enough footage, I think, he said, for like a, maybe a Netflix series or something. That'd be really good, wouldn't like it? Like a documentary series, yeah. I like really a, hope it does that, because that'll, that'll mm. be brilliant for the arcade in general. You know, mm. so people will go there and play the games and, you know, get into it, and that'd be really, really cool. Some of the stories they were talking about, because obviously they have to have little side stories to, you know, keep things interesting. Really fascinating. I'm really looking forward to that one. Hmm. I noticed the UK VAC forum, which we're both members of for years, has been down for a while. They were porting it across to a new platform, and it's been done now. But I haven't been on there for ages. When it came back, I thought, I'll have a quick look around, see what's changed. It's all quite a bit different the way it's working. And I found this. Someone is recreating the Mr. Do printed circuit board. Because Mr. Do boards are obviously, they're getting more sparse nowadays, but there are certain... With Mr. Do, it's one of those PCBs, one of the few that plays upside down. So when you put it in a jammer cab with a jammer adapter or something, it'll play upside down to most normal games. And there's no flip switch on the dip switches. So you've got to turn the yoke of your monitor upside down or change it around somehow. And it also, the PCB hasn't got a sound amp. It's got a separate sound amp. And a lot of oh. the bootleg versions, and I think one of the Mr. Do games later on came with its own sound amp. But this guy is doing a new PCB. He's actually made it. He's made one in purple. So it's a brand spanking new PCB in purple. And he's adding a few changes to it. So it's using the same processor, the same RAM, the same code, the same EPROMs, all that sort of stuff. So it's, it's the same game, but it's got, I think it's going to have a high score kit, an onboard amp. I think there's something else I can't remember now. But yeah, it's it's really good. It's got, I think a lot of the 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 longer-lasting components it's going to be using, obviously more modern components, are going to be socketed as well. So there's no messing about if anything breaks in. You just pull the socket out put another one in. Because so I think it's a Z80-based game, and the Z80s are still being created. So it's easy to get a processor for that. And I presume the RAM will be you know, conglomerated, con- conglomerated into one chip and all this sort of stuff. I don't know what he's doing, but it looks really good. I'm following it. And I wouldn't mind having one as well, actually. I like Mr. Do. It's a good game. I've just had a brainwave. Uh-oh. 
A brainwave. What I about Mississippi? I could see you. I thought you were constipated for a second, but then it's, it's obviously the other way. It's a brain. Go on. Mr. Do Biscuit Edition. So instead of making stop, burgers. Stop. I like it already. Burgers, you have me at biscuits. You could, you could have, say, you start off with just a custard cream, three layers. You've got the bottom bit of the, the biscuit, the cream, and then the, the top bit of the biscuit, and you squash them made. Second level, you could have. What, Sounds more like of, burger time to me, but with biscuits. Mm. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I'm, I am thinking the burger time. I'll tell you what. Oh, no, my I, God. I, it doesn't matter. We've gone on to biscuits now. Keep going. Yeah. Burger time could be quite easily graphical hacked to make it biscuits, biscuits. instead of burgers. Biscuits right, 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 right. Hear me out. Yeah, yeah. And all the baddies, instead of being like the pickle and the sausage and the egg and all that sort of stuff, they could be like jammy dodgers and bourbons. That's and, great. Oh, biscuit time. Biscuit time. Now, listen, yeah. I know there's some clever people out there who can do ROM hacks and mess around with MAME and stuff. Please change burger time into biscuit time and put our stupid faces on there. I would, yeah. I would love that. That would be made, so cool. Who made Sean Fu master for us that turned you into the? Yeah, I, you, I was you into the, the princess, and I was, I was <laughs> My head was the what, Thomas, the guy that kicks everybody. Yeah, that was Sylvia. really good. Sylvia, I was Sylvia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whoever it is, thank <laughs> you. We can't remember. It's a long time ago, wasn't it? It's good. Yeah. Sean Fu master, that was good. I do like a rom hack on a game, you know. I do like a rom hack, especially when it's a silly one like that. They did mm. loads of Pac-Man, you know. They did lots of things where they changed the characters, changed the dots, changed the pills, changed the fruits in the middle to all different things. And I really like those. It just makes them look a bit different. Mm. Right, here's one for the big kids and the little kids out there. Lego Donkey Kong. A Lego Donkey Kong set, set is on the way, as well as a New Worlds set for Mario. But this I is Donkey what, Kong as in Donkey Konger, isn't it? I don't know. I think it is. It's like the modern Donkey Kong, uh, Donkey Kong Country, and oh, Mario. Yeah. I think it's not. It's not our Donkey Kong, but you could always make your own one, I suppose. But I know people have done that before, made their own levels of Donkey Kong with Lego. Super duper. Yeah, he's got the Donkey Kong tie on and stuff, and the yeah from from yeah. Donkey Kong Country, weren't it? The first one, yes. right? Like yeah. I remember being amazed by that. I, there was, I think, it was the They Create Worlds podcast when they're talking about the. The technology that went into make them graphics look amazing. That was all that pre-rendered stuff, wasn't it? Is that the right word for that? Yeah, I think it was. It called rot. No, it's not rotoscoping. That was Prince of Persia. It was. It was a new uh, method some- of doing stuff. But I have always yeah. absolutely hated the Donkey Kong Country games. I really don't like them. Really? Yeah, hate them. It's got nothing to do with Donkey Kong, which annoys me for a start. It's got absolutely nothing to do with Donkey Kong. They just use the character, which is fine. It's their own IP. Um, but I just never liked the games. I just thought they were just annoying. It's just running and jumping. It's It wasn't, you know, a platformer to me is Mario or Sonic. Whereas this thing is just, I never liked that. I already hated the the minecart ride bits as well. I get really oh. funny about certain games where they've got different levels that are so different. So you're doing the sort of running and jumping, then you're on a minecart. It's like, what what's that about? I only played, I think I only played the first one because they were expensive on the NES. They SNES, were, yeah. Sorry. I did have them on the SNES. I played them back in the day, but I really dislike playing them now. In fact, there's not mm. a lot of rare games I like, I don't think. I know people really go on about how revered rare are, but I don't like them. I don't like the games at all. I remember, I remember like going around Jason's house being amazed by a tick attack. 
Like, like to me, that, but that was, was too hard as well. I mean, that's an old, that was ultimate before they became rare. Yeah. And those games on the spectrum, I really like Jetpack and, and Lunar Jetman. Uh, I think Cookie and Psst were good. But stuff like Attic Attack and then the later 3D games, they were too hard. They were really, really difficult. Mm. Really hard work. I've got fun memories of that Attic Attack. They're going, the, like, the sort of effect of going like down a big falling down the big tunnel to the next level and yeah the game was really it. good i mean you you were searching around looking for stuff and to kill off mm-hmm. baddies and stuff it was quite good but there's just so much being thrown at you every two seconds you never had a second to pause and thought and think about mm-hmm. things it was just too busy for me that game some but, of these old games especially with a spectrum keyboard that was rubbish. it wasn't a, it wasn't a wsad thing it was like up and down was q and a and left and right was k and l or something really bizarre yeah, qaop was the main one but i was always i was always a zxpl kind of person mm. yeah yeah uh, uh, atari have acquired frenzy which was a stern game and 10 more arcade classics but they've only revealed so far berserk and frenzy obviously as part of mm-hmm. the deal so far i got a feeling they're gonna do some maybe updated tarted up kind of original game which appeals to me mm. i hope they don't go 3d with it 3d berserk would be rubbish wouldn't it it would be weird it needs to be a flat top-down maze game mm. hopefully I know they can do lots of things nowadays, you know, with all the technology and stuff, but hopefully some indie developers, they hire some indie developers and they make it like what we said when we did um, Berserk and Friends, you know, what would improve it? Like having extra weapons, different mazes, different robots later on, different levels. Hopefully mm. they do something like that to it. And if they do, they'll have my money. I, they, I, they just take my money. I'll have it. I'll buy it on the Switch. That'd be really good. But don't do it 3D, Atari. Don't do it 3D. I think someone's pumping a lot of money into Atari, aren't they? They're trying all sorts of stuff. Yeah. They're trying an, another new console, was it? And Yeah, that was that was a fail. It did yeah. actually come out, but it was just useless. No one wants it. But they're trying something else, like another console now. Uh, I don't think we need one anymore, do we? No, I wouldn't have said so. Just, I, I think what they should do, and this is my... Now listen, Atari, if you're listening, you can pay me a consultancy fee, it's fine. They should hmm. just use all their old IPs... And instead of getting professional AAA game developers to make things, just pump it out to indie developers. They've got all the best ideas. Mm. And just make the games reasonably cheap, put online leaderboards so people can compete against each other of the old games, but keep them grounded. Keep them the same, make them look nicer, add levels, whatever, add you know, weapons and different options and stuff, but keep the games the same. Don't do 3D nonsense it's just, you know, don't do... Well, I suppose they will probably do VR, won't they? A VR Berserk might be interesting. Oof, nightmares be, about running quite, around... Quite creepy, wouldn't it? Running around mazes getting shot by... Ooh, do you know what? Who, Mark my words, they'll do a VR of Berserk. They're doing them recharged things, aren't they? They're kind of updates. Yeah, I, I got the one... I got the Tempest one. No, sorry, I got the Black Widow one on the Switch. It's quite good. It's actually quite good. Mm. Uh, but yeah, but I don't know what else they could do with like asteroids and stuff because the, the appeal to a lot of those old games was was actually the vectors. Unless mm. they can do some really high res vector looking games on on the more high res consoles like the PS Five and the Xbox, whatever it is, two I don't know numbers letters. Siri- F. They're on series now. Series F five. I don't X know. And series S for some. 
reason that makes it more difficult to understand. God well knows. done, Microsoft, you silly billies. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we'll keep an eye on what they do with them. But yeah, it's interesting that they bought the licenses, but I, I suppose Stern weren't going to do anything with them. They just do pinballs no. now, don't they? Mm. So yeah, we look yeah. forward to that. Biscuits with you, biscuits with you, I don't know about you, biscuits with you. Right. Ian Turner has sent us what may have been Biscoff Gold. There and is. Also- In that picture, there is a lot of Biscoff. There's no room for anything yeah. else. There's just Biscoff, which is There's not a bad thing. Dippers. Biscoff dippers. Whoa. You- Stop. Look at I that. see Biscoff faces as well. You can eat a Biscoff face. I don't know if that's Biscoff or another brand that sn- snuck in. It might be Biscoff. No, I think it's Biscoff. I have to zoom in on that. Just so, lick, uh, lick the screen and see if it's Biscoff. <laughs> yeah, it's Biscoff. Oh, good. Nice. I'm glad they're doing different stuff with Lotus Biscoff because I like those biscuits. Very good. Them biscuits are really nice. They're, they're very sweet, actually. I bought another pack the other night because they're selling at our did. local spa. And do you know how many was left after an hour? Uh, minus four because you went and bought another pack? None of them. None of them. I ate the whole pack myself. There's 15 in there. <laughs> yeah, but they're only small. Or were they just f- farther away? Yeah. If you leave them across the room, you go, oh, they're only small. When you get up to them, you go, oh, they're quite big, actually. Hom, nom, 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 nom. And go and sit down again. No, they're only small. So that's 32 little little baked sandwiches. To Ooh, and sit. A baked sandwich. Got, no wonder I didn't want any tea. How, how many biscuit reviews have we got this week? Because you've got another one here. Malted milk twist. That come from me and Turner as well. They look they pretty look- good, but I can top that. Milk chocolate covered malted milks. Malted milks, are, to me, are just a tea biscuit. You've got to dip them in tea. Mm. But malted, mi- malted milk with milk chocolate, absolute winner. They're really got- good. You don't even need a drink with them. They're that good. Oof, you've got yeah. some jam mallows here. What are they? I bought some jam mallows. Some Boland's Jam Mallows. Do you remember? Do you remember from the 1980s? Jam Mallows. <laughs> no. You don't? They no. were like a rectangular soft biscuit. And, and I seriously, I, I know everyone says this right. Things were bigger when we were kids, blah, 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 boomers and all that lot. But these seem tiny now. I'm sure they were a lot bigger when I was a kid. So they're, they're about, I don't know... You had smaller hands, though, didn't you? Yeah, but they, I remember how big... I was, I've been big for a long time. I'm over six foot since I was about 12, so it's been 40 <laughs> years nearly. They were about <laughs> 10 centimetres long and about five centimetres wide. And they got like a soft, soft, almost a chewy biscuit. It wasn't a crisp biscuit. And then you've got mallow, like a flump, and it's mm-hmm. covered in desiccated coconut... And then you got, there was two different flavours. There was a strawberry, or a raspberry, and a pineapple. So you had like a bit of jam in the middle, like a a streak of jam in the middle, flanked by mallow. And I used to just shove them all in at once. And these ones, I can nearly get two in at a time. (laughs) So I took them to work, and everyone was like, oh, mallows, I've them for years. I just get them around at work, and we ate them. But yeah, I haven't had those for a while, and it's nice to see them again. But they're just a lot smaller. Maybe they just shrank over time. Maybe yeah. it's an EU directive or something. I've got a couple couple more biscuit reviews, but they're waiting in the wings. Keep them, just keep, them. Keep, keep them for next month. Yeah, some absolutely. are absolutely gorgeous. We found them at where well, I found them in a shop that sells stuff. Biscuit Asda. shop. Biscuit Asda. shop. 
Yeah, yeah, that we'll save them for next time because we've we've done the biscuit review justice this time. There's some really good ones in there. Recent pickups. What's that? That's my wallet. Screaming oh. for help. I've been battering it lately. Not really. Right, first one up, right? Uh, I got a Super Games boot PCB. Do you know what that is, Sean? Yes. It is no. a small bootleg PCB with Famicom games on it. Oh. So it's basically a kind of NES on a chip, but on old school hardware, and it plays about 35 Famicom games. You know, the sort of usual Mario Brothers and, I don't know, 1942. It's, you know, sort of like old Famicom games, but on a board. It's really it- buzzy. It works quite well, but it's, it's quite buzzy. I, need to, I think it needs a new sound damp. I have to put a new sound damp on it. So it's an actual PCB? It's a like... little PCB, yeah. I haven't got it. Where do I put it? It's over there. Um, it's a quite small PCB. It's about, I don't know. Jammer? Yeah, jammer. It's about 200 by 250 millimetres. Little tiny thing. Jammer connector on it. Pop it in. Horizontal games. Brilliant. And I think you've got to put some credits in, and it lets you choose between two pages of games. You press one of the two buttons to go left and right between the numbers, Choose a game, off you go. It's got like you know, Bloom Kid on it and stuff like that. And really standard sort of NES games, Famicom games. It's good. Wow. That's, that sounds I'm going to hopefully, when I've got all the stuff, the DIY stuff I've got done, I'm going to make a little, like a little tiny screen in there and make a little cube cab mocked up to be Famicom coloured, you know, the sort of beige and, and burgundy colour. Yeah. It's own screen. I make my own little sort of Famicom arcade machine kind of thing. I'm going to do that with it. I have got plans for that. Just need to keep on and do it. I bought 48 feet, I don't know what that is in metric, of chrome tea moulding. Ask me why, Sean. Why, Sean? New cab! New cab! You know I said I wasn't going to buy any more cabs. you got a bit more room, though, haven't you now? Not really, but I mean, oh. I, I, just, I just lied, basically. Yeah. Right, this is a new cab. It is a space attack from Game World. Do you know what that is? Galaxian clone. Yeah. It's a cab from about 1980, right? It was UK built. So it had a game called Uniwar S in it, which is a, a Galaxian kind of derivative. It's upgraded from its original game, which was, from my little bit of research I did, Space Invaders, or more likely a bootleg of Space Invaders. Now, the pictures uh, we found online, Alex and I, uh, Alex is instrumental in this, by the way, uh, the picture you found online, they show Space Invaders 1 and 2, Lunar Rescue, and I have seen a Moon Cruster before because it was in the Pete Davis Aberdeen raid we did quite a few years ago. There was a Moon Cruster there. And I'm certain, I'm absolutely bosh on certain, I played um, one of these cups because they're very distinctive. Mm. Uh, I played one of these when I was a kid. I think it was a, a holiday uh, camp somewhere, like a campsite holiday. And it had a version, a fast version of Galaxian in it, like Galaxian Part 4, you know, with the really speedy bendy bullets. Mm. It had that in it. Um, and I'm sure there was also one in the raid I went on with Phil Ness for Life in Kent. There was one there, but I think it was a different make. But what it is, it's got, it's got the main body is about four to five feet tall, say four and a half feet tall. And it's got like a sort of sloped front to it. It's all sort of moulded plastic with a light behind it with, you know, the buttons, left and right buttons, fire, one player, two player start. It's quite upright. It's a big heavy thing with sort of veneered sides. 
and then it's got like a box on top, almost like a robot's head, a big massive box about a foot and a half square cubed on top with a 14-inch monitor in it. So it's really, it's right up flat in front of your face, not sloped, it's right up flat. And you can actually take the monitor off the top because there is a bit of a story about this this um, cab as well. So I got the heads up about this machine being for sale in, can you pronounce that word for me there without looking at the pronunciation? Milne Gavi. That is a place in Glasgow that every English person gets wrong, and I did the first time. It's pronounced Mulgai. Mulgai. Yeah. So I got this uh, heads up about a potential cab for sale in Mulgai from Alex. So I went, oh, that's just like 15 minutes away from me. Sent the guy a message on Facebook. It was Facebook uh, Marketplace. Sent him a message on Facebook Messenger. I went around to have a look the next couple of days, uh, possibility bite on the spot. But it wouldn't fit in the car as it is. It would have fitted in the car because I've only got a, a VW Golf, but I wouldn't be able to close the back door. So I can't, I couldn't do it. So I was 95% sure that the top box part of these, which houses that monitor, would come off the main body. It wasn't a one piece cab, it's like, you know, built in parts. I was mm. pretty nine, 97.5% sure. Mm. So. Uh, the monitor's back door, which is where the screws will be to undo it, the lock was missing. The t- the Sorry, the, the key for the lock was missing. The guy said he had them years ago, got lost in the move. Typical kind of thing, right? I went back a week later after trying in vain to borrow the works van or some larger vehicle. I couldn't get a vehicle anywhere. I couldn't hire one, whatever. So I went mob-handed with electric drills, cordless power drill, other tools it took me a little while to get into it after snapping a drill in the lock so i busted the biatch open and then there were six screws holding the top part on i unscrewed five of them and i had to break the sixth one off because of course the head got rounded off because it was an old screw and it was rammed in at a million miles an hour so i snapped that off and the seller is a really nice guy he said it's been in his family for 30 years he's had it since he was he remembers it being a tiny kid and his slightly dodgy uncle had nicked it from somewhere. Yeah. It was a stolen cab, right? Oh, no. And I was like, he said, oh, yeah, he's not around anymore. You know, he obviously fortunately died quite a few years ago. And he didn't really know him that well. And he said, oh, yeah, my dad said he was real dodgy. And he stole it from somewhere. No one worked out how he stole it. Because it's a big old thing. It weighs yeah. quite a lot. And you needed a van to get rid of it, right? And uh, yeah, he's not sure from where or how. But this thing is... Hot. Well, it's cooled down quite a bit after the last 30 years, but stolen. It's, it's basically stolen. Oh. Contraband cabinets. Whatever next? Acquired. Yeah, acquired. We'll say it's an acquired cabinet. Anyway, yeah. I bought it fair and square. So, the restoration on it. This was uh, what I've been doing, actually. It's part of the, the, the thing we did at the start. I removed the parcel tape from res- the residue from the coin door, because that's a lot of cabs have got that. For some reason, people use parcel tape, which is the worst tape in the world to use because it always leaves um, horrible sticky bits everywhere. It's a classic bodge to stop the coin door from flapping open because obviously the coin door was open to give free credits. Mm. I adjusted the monitor to remove the scan lines and the washed out picture. I also centered the screen a bit because it's a bit off. Took the top box completely apart to clean around the... Then the monitor was filled. I, took, I sent you a picture of um, the monitor, didn't I, with some rude words inscribed into the dust into the dust yes uh so i also polished the smoke plexi which made a a hell of a difference to the the brightness of the screen 
I drilled the one side lock that remains because one of them was missing because the, the side locks go in the side of it. And I presume when you lock them, a bolt goes straight into a hole to stop the, the front, the whole um, control panel. It's got it's got a big draw. It stops that coming out. So I had to drill that through to ba- break it out to get rid of it. And I've actually made some really nice looking sort of aluminium screw stoppers. So you just screw them in from the side because it's not going to need to be locked anymore. But it holds the thing mm. in really nice. It looks quite good as well. I removed uh, old knackered flaking T-moulding because it was that horrible textured team that's got like the ridges in it. It was clear with like mm-hmm. a silver back into it. So it would look silver. But this was yellowed and broken and cigarette stained and all this sort of stuff. So I got rid of that. And that's why I bought the 48 foot of the chrome stuff. 48 feet. That's almost twice as much as you need for a normal cabinet. Because it, it goes around the sides of the bomb all the way around. And then all the way around the top box on both sides and all the way around the control panel. So you need quite a lot of T-moulding for it. But luckily, it was quite cheap, the chrome T-moulding. I repaired the two-player start button and replaced the bulb from the button because it all just sort of fell apart inside. All Starpoint fruit machine-style buttons, which a lot of the UK cabs like to use. I presume mm. they just had loads of them lying around. I also had to drill out the cash uh, drawer door lock as well. And I found... A Christian acoustic guitar book. I'm saved, Sean. Well, I I was going to learn the guitar, but... Not to do Christian songs. Oh, no. no. You find some really weird things in arcade cabinets sometimes. Really weird things. There's a lot of arcade spiders, but arcade treasure is good. This one isn't so much a treasure, but an eye-opener. I went, oh, because sometimes you find, you know, from the, like, the 80s and 70s, you might find a, a dirty book or something. Yeah. And, stuff, and stuff like that. And usually, and usually matchsticks and foreign coins and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But a Christian guitar book. Because the guy who sold me it said, oh, I think there might still be some Elton John singles in the bottom. Obviously from a jukebox place or something. But I was like, oh, that'd yeah. be quite good. I want some singles. That'd be quite cool. I uh, polished the coin door. Um, I got... Because it's like a... Um, one of those sort of polished stainless coin doors, you know, just the silver. So I got some scotch bright on it and give it a good clean. That's really nice now. Uh, I also need some screwing tiny bulbs, incandescent bulbs. So if anyone's got any of those screwing bulbs, I think they're pinball bulbs, the screwing ones. Mm. Uh, if someone can send me two, I'll be really grateful. Or sell me two, I'll be really grateful. I don't need a lot of them, I need two. I also replaced the Uniwar S bootleg, which was working perfectly. It's actually on a Galaxian bootleg board. It's not an original board at all. So it's a Uniwar S bootleg. And I've put in, it was a straight swap, my macro multi-Galaxian PCB, which is an original mm. Namco Galaxian PCB. And it's had Mike Coates' macro multi-kit put on it. And when you put in the settings, it's um, a two-button, two, two-directional button one fire button game it, it turns off all the other games that need four buttons like um i think there's a version of there's a version of scramble on there's a version of frog and obviously i can't play it. i've only got two buttons left and right so it gets rid of all those and it leaves all these galaxian derivatives and that's why i've been playing a lot of those games recently because i've been playing this cab in my front room i just go in there and flick it on for a minute have a quick game flick it off again it's been really nice mm. i also added um because that, that macro multi-galaxian bought failed a few days after putting it in there. It just kept booting up with a, f- a screen full of garbage. Just, oh, for goodness sake. And what I did is I added, firstly, I added a bunch of ground wires because on the Galaxian 
edge connector, the two, sorry, the two top and two bottom ones furthest away from each other on the outskirts of the connector are ground. And half of them weren't wired up because obviously they just thought, oh, those grounds are enough. So I, I wired them all up so they're all working ground, put it back on and actually wired the top and the bottom ones for the voltages as well because they were, it's set to AC voltage because Galaxian originally worked on AC, not DC, which all other games did after that. So I did that That's and it worked weird. again. Yeah, it's, it's an odd thing. I think old Pac-Man worked on AC as well. But you can quite easily change it over. So I did that, and a few days later, I put it on again, did exactly the same thing. For goodness sake, I'll have to rewire this. So what I decided to do is I removed the second transformer. Inside the cab, there's two transformers. One which brings down the voltage from 230 to 100, I think, or 110. And it's also an isolating transformer for the monitor. That does that one. And the other one takes from 230 volts ac to 7 volts and 12 volt ac for the original pcb so i got rid of that one completely replaced it with a dc switcher which is in most arcade machines and modded the pcb just with a single wire to take plus 5 volts and plus 12 volts dc and this seems to have solved the problem for now because on a switcher you can actually adjust the five volts which is the main voltage for the cab for the for the mm-hmm. pcb and i think it just needed a little bit more volts because the ac gets converted to five volts dc but there's no adjuster I, I don't i don't think it was running on enough volts i think it was just slightly too low and it wasn't quite working but that has solved it and every time i've played it since it's been rock solid so i'm glad i did that nice nice clean picture oh yeah it's pretty good i mean the monitor did need a bit of dialing in and messing around with and it's quite an old monitor it's an old hitachi tube with a towy monitor, which a lot of the old um, cocktail cabinets had in them. But it seems nice. Yeah. I'm not. I'm just going to leave it alone now. It's working. I'll leave it alone. I don't need to cap it or anything. I'm just going to leave it. It seems fine. Well, she did a lot to it then, really. I've done loads to it, but I've, I have really liked doing it. It's hmm. Some would say it's a fugly cab. <laughs> yes, it's, it's very it. distinctive looking, but I like it. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's because it's a UK cab. I think they were built in Nottingham. Mm. And I saw, I, I distinctly remember playing it as a kid. So I remember seeing it thinking, because I remember when I was a kid, I had to look up to it. That's how small I was when I played it. So I would have been about seven or eight, maybe. So yeah, I remember yeah, playing that a lot. I don't, don't remember seeing them. Because they not? are distinctive. No. They must have had a Galaxian. And I reckon they must have had a Pac-Man. It was that sort of early 80s era. So they must have had those games in it, I would have thought. In the, if they're licensed to the UK market, I would have thought. So, yeah. So it looks like I may be using that next month quite a bit. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Listener feedback. We've had a, a long PM from Jeremy Riley. Thank you very much, sir. And he Jeremy said, Riley. He said... <laughs> he said i love the podcast and look forward to it dropping every month keep up the great work there's other other things that he said which we are going to completely ignore we're not they're good things some are good things (laughs) i've already acted on one of them have you oh i've made it harder all right (laughs) no i haven't i think you'll like the quiz this month ah so we've had the first one rich young Hi, Victor and Sean, I presume. Uh, just listened to the first hour or so of the Rainbow Islands podcast. Thank you very much for your encouragement and support in relation to the picture of my dad. 
Uh, for people who haven't listened to the last one or don't know what we're on about, he sent us a picture of his dad playing an arcade cab and we were trying to work out what cab it was. So he continues, I rang my mum and tried to get her to think back. She does not believe it was abroad that he was playing that game. Her and dad only went abroad a few times. She said it was more likely from holidays in Dorset or Cornwall. Mm. However, I do wonder if she's recalling things correctly, as they did go to Portugal and to Jersey in the late 1970s or 1980s. This fits well with a photo. This was taken before I arrived, born in 85, so there is a chance it is foreign. Anyway, I hope someone does shed some light on it. Let me know if anything comes up comes of it. Regardless, I'm trying to find a suitable way to display this photo next to my cabs. Currently the type you disapprove of, LCD Pandora's box. Sorry about that. I'll get an original when my confidence and knowledge improves. No, listen, do not apologise. If you're playing arcade games, brilliant. Do it any way you like. Just play them. It's really cool. I, I reckon one of those digital photo frames and maybe have pictures of your dad playing games and stuff, that'd be really cool next to a cab, wouldn't it? Mm, I like that. that. That's just reminded me. Yeah. Lewis at Arcade Club, I was speaking to him last night, and someone what a has guy. Like, what a what guy. A guy. Someone has hacked a Pandora's box like. He said you just just buy a standard old Pandora's box from AliExpress. Yeah. There's there's rip offs of Pandora's box, there's rip offs oh, of wow. the rip offs of rip offs of rip offs, yeah. Yeah. Pandora's Box Eleven, it just doesn't exist, but it's a rip off of six or whatever. <laughs> but you can you can get some kind of software that alters the games on the pandora's box sorts the timing sorts the screen screen tearing oh, and wow. he says it, it's so not improves be, them yeah it improves the games that is a really good way of of playing multi-games yeah without having because my pet hate with emulation i love emulation it's a brilliant way of playing arcade games but the one thing i don't like about it is it has to load a computer of some sort whether it be a pi a Mac, a PC, whatever, has to load like an operating system up and then play the game. So it takes ages to boot up. And original arcade games were instant. You turned them on. By the time the monitor warmed up, the game was there. Mm. And with one of those things, same as the 60-in-1 or the 48-in-1 or 19-in-1, it's instant, which is more arcade than a PC, I think. So if it loads instantly and it's got a very simple front end, I'm all for it. I might get one myself, to be honest with you. There was a name for it. It's called Pandora something. I'll have to, I'll have to speak to him. Get on to Lewis but, and find out what it is. I'm interested in that. I like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You could get a scan kill Pandora and then it, it, yeah, like, they're not sort, very expensive, are they? No, like forty quid or something, and you can sort wow. out the games. And I, I don't think you can add more games. But if you can but, delete the ones uh, you don't like or put a favourites up, that'd be really cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, I like the sound of yeah, that. Just, that's good. Just remembered that. Yeah. Yeah. Next, next one. I don't know what Soul's on about here. You I might do. know. Next up is a new EP from the Flaming Microwaves. Flame, personal favourite of mine, which has just come in on acetate. If they're lucky, they'll make it to the Festive 50 this year. What is he on about? He was basically doing an impression of John Peel. Remember John Peel used to do the indie records and the, um, the John Peel sessions on Radio 1? Yeah. Well, he's on about that because we were talking about when I set fire to a microwave. And he reckons that the, the Flaming Microwaves <laughs> would be a really good band name. Are we going to put an EP out? Yeah. Sol is a, a madman, by the way, but a nice madman. Yes, we like him. Yes, yes. Mr. Messi's been on, that squiggly pink thing. I've been listening to podcasts for about eight years. I have about 10 favourite podcasts that I listen to regularly, covering various nerdy subjects. However, the 10 Sake podcast is the on. I listen to the whole of every single episode, regardless of the subject, usually on the date it was released. Playing along with the feature game adds to the whole experience. Everyone knows that the best video games ever 
were made arcade games from the 1970s and 80s. Those of us with no access to arcade cabinets can play along on MAME or Retro Pies and quickly realise that SNES gamepads are nowhere near as good as we remember them. A decent USB arcade stick is advisable. Victor's grumpiness and Sean's beardy fullness yeah. complement each other nicely, making sure there is not too much of either. The perfect recipe for a great partnership. My wife and I have adopted this. Her beard is coming along nicely. <laughs> I do not own an arcade cabinet, probably never will. Despite this, I still enjoy Victor's technical waffle about rotating his bezel after carefully discharging his tube. From voltages <laughs> to CRTs to joysticks, Victor's casual approach gave me the confidence to re- release some of the tension my stiff monster. He's on about an arcade stick. He yes. really knows his stuff. Henceforth, whenever I slice a cake, I measure twice, cut once. Good advice. Mm-hmm. Everyone now realises the perfect accompaniment for our classic arcade game is eating biscuits. The Biscuit Review helps us all to decide what to spend our monthly 50 quid Aldi biscuit budget on. I am not aware of any other podcast that offers such advice. <laughs> so whether you love jammy dodgers or suffer from dodgy jammers, this is probably the best podcast you listen to. I like that feedback. I like it a lot. Very nice. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, Adam Flint said, love the Rainbow Islands episode, Sean Holly. You've got me really intrigued about messing with my Pico 8 now. Definitely need to do a proper segment on that. Oh, that's a guy called Funk on UK VAC that said that. Right. They've got a point, you know. We we must do a little bit of research in some of the Pico 8 ports because there have been a lot of arcade ports. We might have to do a little special on that. What say Mm. you, sir? I think that's a great idea. We should do that. We're not promising got, anything, mind kids, but we you know we might. He's got the funk. He's got the funk. He's got the F-U-N-F-U-N-K. He's got the funk. He's got the funk, y'all. He's got the funk, y'all. Ow. God. Yeah. You're infecting me. Stop it. Yeah. Do Ooh. the shout-outs, damn it. Friendly shout-outs. I'm going to give a friendly shout-out to Rygar. He's done a blog. He's good at that writing. He's done a blog. It's it done a blog. In he's the he's blog. done a log. That's even worse. Oof. Oof. And it's very good reading. He's right clever, and he's he's, he's like right right right. Use right words in that. He uses words in that, and it's about his trip to Fun Spot in Aiken, the American Arcade Museum. But it's not all good news. I'll, I'll let you read it. I've I read bits it, of it. I looked at yeah. the pictures. Lovely pictures. Oh. Yeah. It's, apparently, it does need a bit of upkeep. Apparently, Cause, it's cause, it's massive. It's not surprising. Yeah, because they're fun- funded, aren't they? It's a museum and the charities they get. They yeah. Get, so, yeah. I think most so. of the business is to do with like the leisure side. There's like crazy golf and uh, you know the basketball hoop games and bowling and all that sort of friendly mm. family fun centre. But the arcade part of it is absolutely gorgeous. The games are lovely, really, really yeah. nice, really nicely laid out as well. Yeah, it does look good. He says, he says it. it, it being polite, it says some of the cabs do need a bit of work. Well, right. When I was there, I've not been there for a long... I've not been there for nearly 10 years. I went there for my 40th birthday. God. Wow. And it was it was immaculate when I was there. It's really, really you know good. That, it is somewhere to... If you ever get a chance to go there, seriously, go there. It's brilliant. You know that astral projection? Which one? astral projection you know where you, where you can go out of body experiences yeah yeah they, they really happen i did that the other night and i went i went there they don't he's a madman and i because I, I was like an ethereal spirit i got through the door i couldn't play anything because my f- fingers went through the controls damn but i had a good look around it's all right a nose <laughs> nose round yeah next yeah um 
Paul Driscoll, Mr. Drisk, is getting his own, very own, Walter Day card. Oh, and Paul Monaghan as well. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So props to them. We might see them because Walter Day and Billy Mitchell are at Nerg and I'm at Nerg. So they they might get like what we got. Did you get one of them like scrolly things with a like I did. A, with a a gold kind of medallion on it, gold yeah. medal? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I think yeah, they're yeah, going to yeah, get yeah, one yeah. of them. Cool, nice one. So see you there, lads. Immortalized, oh. immortalized on the cards. I think. Can you I'm tell me what this next thing is? Gaming Alexandria Discord. If you're, into, if you're into your arcade history, which I am, I've been listening to a lot of They Create Worlds. It's just great. Yeah. And, Ted, and Ted Dabney, which is also a great source of history Damn stuff. Damn them, they're too good. They recommended on They Create Worlds a Discord, which is a massive, massive resource of, resource of coin-up history, arcade history. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, consoles, scans. It started off as high-quality scans of, mm-hmm. of games and stuff and and manuals. But it's just a fascinating... Like, like you know, we're in the arcade chat. It's so fascinating, you have to put it into two sylla- separate syllables then. Fascinating. Yeah, it's great. So instead of, like, blah, scrolling on Twitter now, I just go on that and have a look. Sounds interesting. I like the sound of that. I'll put a uh, link for everyone to look at. It's great. Yeah, it's brilliant. I would like to shout out to Ruby, 20 to 5, Mr. 25's daughter, for yes. naming a baby chicken Victor Oh, in Stardew Valley on their Switch. That's nice. I, I said, I thought, right, Victor is quite an old, an old-fashioned old name nowadays. You don't get many babies called Victor nowadays. But mm. for a chicken, that's an awesome name. We go, in another life, you could come back as a chicken. I'd love to. As long and as I, I was can... out in the free, I don't want to be part of Nando's. <laughs> <laughs> and I could astral astral project into your hen coop and say hello. Yeah, you could do. That'd be yeah. quite good. I'd be like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are we okay. on about? I don't know, but... Yeah. I've got a quiz for you. Oh, good gold. Now, oh, this is this gold. is a culmination of two things. Reasonable questions and musical questions. Oh, you know I'm crap at musical questions. No, 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 no. You're going to love this. Yeah, I got one wrong on Moon Patrol last time. It's one of my favourite games. Right, roll the Go music. On. Arcade Master Quiz. Go on. Sean Holly, question one. Yes. Name a game where your character image changes between odd and even levels. The actual character you play changes into another graphic. Name a game that does that. I can give you a clue if you need one. I thought this was going to be a musical quiz. Oh, bits of it are. Uh, uh, Go on, clue. An early Konami game. This is the one I've got written down. If you can name any game where your character changes between levels, I'll take that as well. Any game? Um, oh my god, I'm going blank. I'll give you a musical clue. That's the theme tune to the game. If you don't get that, you're an idiot. Not really, I know the tune, I just can't. Amidar! You change from a monkey into a paint roller between the levels. Oh. Mm. Good question, eh? You do, you do. Yeah, it is a good question. Question two. 
question too. This is a musical one, but it's on your end. What does the Mooncrest a successful docking tune sound like? No. It's more like this. I'll give you a point for that. I'll let you off that one. Right, it's one point so far out of two. Question three. This is the non-musical level. Mm. How many frog bases are there on Frogger? Five. Yes. Originally, I dipped down wrong myself. I had six down. It's five, isn't it? Mm. Another musical one, Sean. Yes. What does the main Space Harrier theme tune sounds like? And I'll give you extra points if you add in different instruments. I've got to the fancy song already. That sounds nothing like it. Just for the listeners, I'm going to put on the music for you. That bit was a bit more. It sounds like this. Yeah, that one. It's a good tune, isn't it? Not bad. I'll give you a knock. A whack whack for that one. So, name either of the Sega cartridge-based arcade systems. Bonus point for both. Megatech. Yes. Another one. Yeah, there was two. There's a slightly more advanced version. No? Of, of the Megatech? No, it was a different version, but it still used cartridges. You're not going to get it's it. Not, it's Mega Play. Mega there was Megatech and Mega Play. I think they used one used Master System hardware and one used Mega Drive. Well, they did a mix between the two, but the Mega Play ones were slightly more advanced. Mm. So, another musical one now. What does the Dig Dug main tune sound like? It's when you move, isn't it? No, no. There's a tune before you start where he digs down the middle. No, I don't know that. I thought you were musical. Just for the listeners, no. it sounds like this. Oh, Sean. Yeah. Sean, 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 Sean. I'm really bad with, with music, aren't I? With the tune, Because you don't honestly. listen to them half the time, do you? No, not really. Right. Yeah, I have to, I'm just sound switched off, yeah. How many band members are there in the Journey arcade game? You play the different characters on the different levels. How many yeah. band members are there? I think it's four, in it? No, it's five. Is it five? It's five. Question eight. What does the start-up tune in Donkey Kong Jr. sound like? Now, this is a classical piece. You must know this. Donkey Kong Jr. No idea. Is treasure worth on Gauntlet? You know, at the start, it tells you what you're doing when you pick up the treasure. It tells you how many points it is and how many points you Thousand. get. It's a hundred. Hundred. Only a hundred. Oh, I don't know, Gauntlet. I'm doing well here. Last question. Uh, what does the start tune from Green Beret sound like? Um, there's like a siren bit that goes on. There is, there. yeah. I'll give you one point for that because I'm being generous. And what's the rest of it just before you start playing the game? 
No idea. Nearly there. It sounds like this. And then the siren comes on. I'll give you one point for the siren, though. So out of those 10 questions, you, you could probably get about 14 for extra points. You got four. Now, oh, I made nice. that much easier. And I don't you know did. about you, but I would have known the, the musical ones. Cause I remember tunes quite well. It's like if you said, you know, what the Bubble Bubble tune sounds like, I'd do it. Or the Sonic tune, yeah. I could do it. The Mario tune, yeah, I could I, do it. That sort of thing. Yeah, I know them, but I just, I couldn't. But they weren't obscure games, were they, at all? I remember tunes, but I don't remember the games that they go with. I've always been bad at that. Yeah. I suppose it's how you, you put them in your compartments of your mind. Yeah. Because you've just got a couple of Tupperware boxes in your mind, haven't you? Uh, yeah, two or three. But yeah. they're full. Full of, they're like, f- rhubarb and stuff. and Full of biscuit news now. peas and that. Bis- biscuit time. Yeah. It's I'm about time bis- for a word from our sponsor. Featured game review. Featured game review. What the flipping heck is it? Yes. Well, kids. Tell well, us. kids. It is Sivan, the dragon weapons from Kaneko. After, after they did that stupendously brilliant Boggy 84, yeah. they've moved. They, they fired Boggy everyone it. and restarted and made some decent and, stuff. Yeah, this is Kaneko 1998, a vertical shooter map that uses just two buttons, which. Button one doubles as fire and banish. We'll get onto that later. And smart bomb. Yeah. This game runs on a cartridge-based system, Supernova system hardware. And if you look at System 16, yeah, there's a Which few a games site. on it. There's Gals Panic 4, Gals Panic S, Gals Panic S2. And they're versions yeah. of Kicks, aren't they? Like sort of modern yeah. version of Kicks. And if I remember rightly. They reveal slightly nudie, girly kind of things. They're a bit more adult, I think. Yeah, there's a couple of Mahjong games, like three or four Mahjong games. Puzzloop there's, is on that hardware, and that's quite a good game. That looks interesting, that. Puzzloop is a good game. I mean, there, it, were, there was versions of Puzzloop out for modern phone, uh, mobile phone games. It worked so well, mobile, wouldn't it, so it works quite well, yeah. Yeah, we'll, to, we'll do a few more puddle, puzzle, puzzle games. Puzzle games are a totally different thing. Puzzle games will probably do that one. It is a good game. Mm. So, yeah, it takes, it takes a cartridge rather like Taito F3 or Neo Geo or something like that. I did read also or somewhere that the game cab you can put this into, because it only came as a kit, so it's a jammer game, and jammer standard is three buttons. And you can actually wire the third button up, and it'll work, but it only works as button one, which is the normal fire. But what a lot of Japanese arcades did is they would add an auto-fire circuit onto the button. So you've got a super cheaty fast fire on button three. Ah. Which kind of make the probably make the game a bit more enjoyable, actually. Mmm. Mmm. Sivan is a Portman 2. Portman 2 of Cyber and Wyvern. Yeah, a Wyvern, or Wyvern, I don't know how it's pronounced, is apparently a dragon with two legs. 
Yeah. It's actually a thing. So it's a good idea putting cyborg and or cyber and wyvern together. Yeah, they're on like uh, shields and family heraldry things, oh, aren't I they? I see, yeah, yeah. Like in, I'm not sure if it's Cyvern or Sivan. I've been calling it Sivan, but I'm not sure. Mm. Hmm. So maybe maybe a dragon is. expert can tell us. Yes. And it sounds like this. Got to agree, Sean. Does sound good. That's good. We, we did a bit on, on theme tune music years ago, and I chose this one. I think mm, it's, it's nice. a great tune. Yeah. Right. Implausible backstory. You've been on again, kids? haven't you, with your typewriter? Yeah. <laughs> you are a robot dragon named Cedric Sivan. The Earth is being attacked again. <sighs> you must defend it with your weapons. Some days, especially Mondays, this seems like an insurmountable task. But remember, my friends, you are an effing robot dragon. Yes. Yes. But there's a plot twist. Uh-oh. Cedric Siv- Sivan is actually the aggressor. He's the bad guy. He is destroying the Earth. <gasps> <gasps> plot twist two. Oh. You manage to complete the game. If you do, you get to a cutscene where Cedric is reunited with his kid kidnapped cyborg wife celia and his daughter <laughs> his daughter semolina yeah after rescuing them from the earth people you realize that the earth people were the bad guys after all oh my oh my that's plot twist too well so i that's never the, that's a completely <laughs> implausible backstory because there's nothing i can't find any actual right there's about six words on the flyer destroy the evil horde or something that's it i, I have issues with nothing. that this is nonsense right you forgot about the other two robert dragons not robot dragons robert dragons you can choose to play this is keith Sivan and carol Sivan, both hard as nails cyborg dragoonies Ooh. dragoons how do you play how it to, how to play this i've put a link into someone doing a 1cc and they're incredible at it but we yeah. normal people just play it it's a vertical bullet hell shmup i know i said last time that it wasn't a bullet hell you but lied. I may have, you lied i may have i may have changed some of the facts that i was telling you oh so so changed facts yeah they're changed facts they, they're not lies they're changed facts did you get that from <laughs> boris johnson <laughs> it's a stylized kind of sci-fi military theme yeah theme but I did. I didn't remember it being this tough, and I didn't remember being it a bullet hell. I just thought it was a a tough vertical shooter. But it is a bullet hell because you've got the the small hitbox of the dragon and certain other tropes. You say that of- right. It sort of is, and I'm not an expert on this at all. But you don't get pages and pages of like pink bullets with very small gaps to negotiate. It's more like a standard shmup with a lot of bullets. And a different yeah. way wound up, so it, it doesn't really remind me of those those games where you just get like the whole like ninety percent of the screen is bullets, it's just little tiny areas that just weave through. It's not like that, I don't think. It's just like yeah. a a difficult shooter. You do get areas kind of like that, but yeah, mm, they're not. I, I didn't get that far, so maybe not. They're not the slow cave type bullets. They are mega fast, so yeah, it's yeah. a bit of a weird one. Mm. So you can pick from any of three dragons, Cedric, Robert and Terry. I got the names wrong. It's Cedric, Robert and Terry. Ah. Uh, They each have different main weapons and banish abilities. 
right you've got the green dragon mm-hmm. he's got a, a forward fire and a concentrated banish you've got a banish, and the banish is, is made a, out of lime jelly yeah it's green obviously everyone green. knows that so that's just a straightforward banish yeah you've got the blue dragon which fires lightning kind of like a truxton kind of thing the lightning goes all over the place but that's made out of blue slushy everyone knows that and that's a widespread mm. and then you then you've got the red dragon which is a spread and he fires out like a flame jam. that comes out hot a jam flame, a, a it's, jam, it's flame. jam from a hot pocket or a jam toasty because that is hotter than the center of the earth everyone knows that i don't think i've ever had one of them you know ever you, you half your face will fall off because it's so hot oh that's what i've still i've still got all of them face so be very I'll, careful yeah. very careful <laughs> you can destroy enemies by standard firing or quicker by using banish ability which is different for each dragon which i just down explained hold fire button to use the bandage hold it down the same as the fire button yeah replenish banish bar because the bar shooting... goes down quite quickly when using the banish yeah replenish banish bar by shooting ground targets and end of level bosses that goes up again and then you collect peas by destroying the enemies these peas boost the banish bar as well as powering up your main craft yeah so when you you get the banish when you hit the ground targets they reveal little medals and they're worth a certain point when you get five i think medals and you keep hitting them it upgrades to a higher value point value and the point value has got quite a lot at the end you go to 50 to 10,000, but you've got to kill them with the banish got or the to kill them with the banish, otherwise they don't appear. And if you miss one off screen, it goes back to the, the original, which is like 50 points. But yeah, it can go up so to 10,000 points per, per medal. So you can get mega scr- bullets, mega points it out of it. It scrolls a little bit to each side of the screen, so it's quite easy. Yeah, you can lose them. If you lose one, you're back to 50 points again for them. I think it's a clever use of a two-button system, this. I think it borrows a bit from the cave games. I, I looked. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of games that came before this, like a couple of Dodon patches, so they oh, obviously right, yeah. borrowed it. But holding the fire button, creating the banish, slows you down a little bit. Yeah. And it, and that's what it does in the Dodon patchy games. And like you pr- hold the fire button, and it gives you... Really, it's a banish, but it's an endless banish in the cave game. But it gives you more it, control, doesn't it? Because when you're weaving through bullets, yeah. you don't want to be going too twitch. You want to slow down a little bit so you can yeah. go, go between them. This game gives you a ranking system, which I do not like these. I do not like so, them either. I think they're yeah, unfair. Meaning, the better you play, the harder it gets. Mm. The top players on YouTube purposely, purposefully lose a life. They suicide, they near- don't they? Yeah, so when so it gets it too hard, the rank. They, yeah. they kill themselves just before like a big boss battle to make the boss battle easier. Mm. I, I wouldn't be able to work that out. I, I just would no. forget and just die. I'm not that good. I've, I've always played, and this one, I've always played Bullet Hells, not for the points. So I, I don't try and chain medals or I don't try and like... It's fun just to get people through get, the levels, isn't it, rather than get yeah, the points. Yeah, I just like getting through. And I've done it with this one, really, so mm. it's a bit steady, really. It's didn't get okay, a great score. Yeah, I've said about the medals. Uh, oh, yeah, even if you die, this this game is a bit more forgiving than other games. Which is nice. This, uh, whereby the medal value stays the same as long as you collect all of the revealed medals on the screen. So if you die and you come back, the medals will still be, say, 10,000. That's good. Uh, as long as you still collect them. And once you die, you can power up really quickly, like power up to full. Yeah, really it's not quickly. a. Once you lose one life, you don't lose all your lives immediately afterwards. It is, is quite easy to get back to normal again quite quickly, which is also a must in these games for me. 
and the second button is smart bomb which everyone i've seen uses it just to get out of trouble yeah if you know, you've got you just, loads of bullets come to and you can't get out of it it's, it's but they call it a cancel you can cancel <laughs> bullets Oof. that's what they call it a cancel I, I these are sort of um terminology i don't use very often right i've i've done some really good stage descriptions here i've done a lot of research yeah Stage one, mountains, trains. Stage two, roads, tanks. Stage three, sea, boats. Stage four, city, aircraft, weird winged boss. Weird wings. They're not good wings. Sky base, nastier tanks is stage five. Six, spaceship, huge mishmash boss rush level. Now with added insects, an end of game loop, blue face thing that turns into an alien queen thing. Yeah, God, it's a massive punk level. I saw somebody do it very clever how they sort of gradually, they went above the bullets. Right. And then sort of hovered down and, and took out different parts of the, the Blue Queen thing at the end. Yeah. Stage seven, that's it really. You're back to stage one, but it's harder. Really? Yeah. Do we need harder? What a lot of these excellent shmup players do is they do uh, a two loop. I think two loops is the best you can do on it. Mm. And obviously, you do the whole thing through, the, and then go back to stage one. But according to different things you do during the game, is it makes the bosses a different colour. Yeah. It's all to do with rank and how you kill them and what you kill them with. And you get more points or less points for different ones. And, and certain ones you don't want to be on because they're really, really hard. So you suicide to lower your rank and blah, blah, blah. It's all quite complicated. If you look it at that, um, that link we show, it tells you quite a bit about it, but it's it's quite fiddly. Yeah, I think, which I didn't do, the people that have got the highest scores have managed to point press on these on these baddies. I did a bit of that. And used the banish. Yeah, and I used did a bit the, of that. Yeah. <laughs> I we learnt, might have been my I learnt. I hope so. That'd be really good. There are five, yeah, five 100k medals, all found by using the banish on enemies in a certain order. Yeah, big bonuses for killing bosses with the last hit using banish. Very difficult to gauge as the bosses don't have energy gauges. Yeah. More on that later. Some bosses let out blue bullets, which can be cancelled to build up your banish, banish point, banish bar, and then you can use it with skill. You can choose which color bosses to fight at the end of the level. This is all to do with the rank. Different color bosses vary massively. Yeah. The first level you get. The brown boss is standard. The green boss is hard to kill. Apparently, there's a red one. Which yeah. happens, or you only get that on the second loop through, apparently. There's, I think there's a silver one as well, you know. You don't want that one because it? it's too hard. I'm not sure. It's beyond that. Those bits, beyond me. Beyond me. Yeah, there's just, just a few little tips here. We'll link to the tips page. That's yeah. the Schmups wiki, which is very useful for that kind of game, if you like that sort of thing. If you kill baddies in a certain order, you get certain things. Yeah, because when, when there's a, parts of a uh, like a big machine at the end, if you take out certain parts in a certain way, you get more bonus points for it. And then mm. obviously that thing where you... Because when there's lots of parts and there's one last bit you're shooting away at, at a certain point it's just about to die. If you use the banish at that point, I think there's a small window of opportunity, you get huge bonuses for that as well. But... You don't know when it is unless you can sort of like count how long it takes. You know how long it takes. But I mean, as well as all the other stuff going on, all the bullet dodging and everything else, how are you going to remember all that and keep that in your mind yeah. while you're playing it? It's difficult. 
Yeah, so we'll leave the links there. There's so many different things that you can do to boost your score massively, which I didn't do. But it's one of these games where if you were good at it, right, what you have to do is practice and practice and practice, be able to loop it once or twice, and then go back while you're playing it to loop, do the scoring as well to really perfect the game. But Mm. that's not for me. I'm not that I'm not that obsessed with games to do that, I don't think. But if you're a really good player, you know, that's mm-hmm. the kind of thing you'd be doing on it. So that's what Ray Garam is a twenty to five rather than the usual back backwards backwards and forwards on Twitter. <laughs> good. And they're uh, yeah, they got really good at it. So but what do you reckon to the graphics and the sound then, son? Because we, we might be might be quite similar on our opinions of this, I think. Ugh. Very cool and stylish graphics and sound, right down to the flashing different title screens in the attack attract mode. Fantastic tunes, great graphics, great animation, awesome dragon sounds and in-game sounds. It's just very polished overall game package, yep. I think. I've put here, the game is as slick as a gallon of vegetable or down a slippery slope. <laughs> <laughs> I, and also, I, I completely agree. Watch the attract mode. If you haven't played, if you haven't watched the attract mode, just leave it on for a few minutes. Watch the attract mode. You could probably make a very cool anime with footage from that attract mode. It'd be brilliant if you made a film out of it. The graphics mm. are as pretty as an extra fluffy peach, and the sounds like an angel screaming in your ear apertures. It, it looks and sounds really nice. It's that yeah. sort of like pixel art apex they got to and with the sounds as well it's the pixel art is amazing you know before they went 3d and all that sort of stuff it's this really mm. really nice looking thing yes it's and it's, it's so great even down to the Sivern logo is very clever with the dragons yeah i quite like that it's good i like it when they they, they make uh, i don't there's a word for that isn't there but they make things it's look a, animalistic kind of thing it's catacolong and it's that's not a word sean <laughs> so you couldn't there wasn't a cabinet for this but I think no. because it's a Japanese game released in Japan uh, it wasn't released in America because the version we were playing was the American ROM it says it must be played in America I presume this would have been more than likely in a candy cab of some sort like a yeah, 90s candy I cab I don't think there were even like a, a topper for the cab or any side art or anything really or a move strip or nothing oh, that's a shame it'd be cool if there was you, on the back of the flyer says, or oh, it is, is how you play it man made weapons challenge to decisive battle with bioweapons. That's your instructions. That's all you need to know. That's all Go we found. You don't, Those you don't weapons, man made. The challenge to decisive battle with bioweapons. Off you go. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. You don't need story and humour. So no. Whoever reads it, you know. So the cabinet art has nothing but there are three purchase options available that are found on the back of this flyer. Yeah. 138,000 yen for the software and main board. Ah, so that is the PCB yen. and the cartridge. The 88,000 yen is the cartridge only, and the 50 yeah. grand is the main board only. Because if you bought a main board, you can play other games on it. If you've already got the main board, you can buy the software for it. Good idea. I had a look I at like that. that. I had a look at that. One hundred eight with a bit of translating money online. One hundred and thirty eight thousand yen in today's money, UK money, is five thousand one hundred pounds. Oh my God, that's, that's expensive. Money. It, and Jeez. the one that one that I saw on 
eBay that went it went for five hundred Australian dollars. So obviously that's Australia. not a lot. So the Australian dollars are quite low, aren't they, compared to that's ours? Two hundred still two hundred and seventy quid. And that's a recent one. That is quite cheap for a shmup game because a lot of these shmup games, especially the cave games, go for sometimes thousands of pounds. Cave games mm. are not cheap at all, and the the, the better shmups aren't cheap. So that's mm. uh, that's not too bad a going really for this game. And you can also Trivia. play Puzzle Loop on it as well. I think we should do that one. I quite like it. Like, we will do like one, though, I'm sure. Weird kind of tower defence kind of thing going on with it. With balls. With balls. Balls. Yeah. Balls to it. Trivia. This is from Mame Info, right? Mm-hmm. This would be great. It's, it's got to be true if it's Mame Info. I read this there somewhere is, else, so I think it is good. There is a plus upgrade for this game. You can modify each dragon with special abilities. There is a gauge during, during boss, boss fights, which I love them, showing how much energy the boss has left. And certain items uh, can change some bosses into their true boss form. And there's multiple endings. I think this is a ROM hack for the game. So if uh, you can find the, the ROM hack in ProPlate and MAME, uh, what's that version of Main that plays all the weird and wonderful hacked games? I can't remember oh, the name right. of it now. I know what you mean. CL, I mean. No, not CL Main. I can't remember. There's one uh, that plays all the different versions. It, look, it doesn't look for any checks, so it just plays any old ROM. You can put ROM hacks there and all sorts. It's really good for that, but I reckon that might be on there. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be quite interesting. Yeah, we'd make a bit better, I think. So we've got quite a few players playing this, and right down the bottom we have Mark Watno Gravy, uh, ten thousand seven hundred and thirty, and he says random pick taken part with through a game for one point participation gesture. No thanks. <laughs> Salbug. 102,780. Although I'm not really interested in these types of shooters, as I found this one was actually kind of fun. Unfortunately, I didn't have much time to play it as I've been on vacation in Japan, which was amazing, by the way. I ran my second best time at the Tokyo Marathon, and you two played a huge part in it, as I always listen to the 10 Pence podcast while training, including training runs in Japan just days before the race. Should we give him a... Now, I do not approve of running in any way whatsoever but if you can run 26,000 million miles or 26 miles well done Uh, and in Japan even more well done well done sir that's brilliant well done that's brilliant and going to Japan as well you lucky thing Mm. Uh, Peter Porrock his paws are like rock rock hard or his hands (laughs) are made of rock buns who knows 395,380 Retro Rex 436.20 Chris K. June, 453,120. And he says, Sivern is an interesting 10-piece score pick. Delighted to have a shmup to play, but no one I've spent... But not one I've spent much time with, unfortunately. Mr. Messi, who sent that long, lovely message. Sivern, it's a bit too 90s for my liking, and I can't seem to get anywhere without choosing green. Not so keen on these bullet hell-type shooters either, but I won't drag on about it. Oof. Drag on. Dragon. Score. Uh, Oh, yeah, he's got a score as well. <laughs> I forget the score. I? I like reading, but it's not the scores. 509,590. I must tell everyone as well, it's got the name on our little chart, the name, the amount of points they got for the 10p challenge, then the score, then the bump. And he misses over the score nearly every time. I know, if you, can, I know. can you see what I've got to work with, listeners? Look at him. I, I do miss the score. Scores, good. scores are good. Rob DC, 
560,000. Oh, hang about. Before that, me. Oh, go on. 516,170. I think I used a blue dragon, but I didn't really make, notice any difference between different dragons. My scores were getting about 430 to 450, and I got a good one. 516,170, I left it at that. Mm. Hmm. Basil the Sa- Oh, sorry, Miss Vader GB. Vader GB is Darth Vader GB version. Yeah. We're like, up north. Like, right, lad. Some old guy with asthma. Fancy, fancy a brew. The force is strong down pub. <coughs> right, yeah. He, he, did, he did well. 611,950. And just above me, 560,370 is Rob DC. And Basil the Sane... 719,400 and he says a decent schmuck with great graphics and sounds gets far too busy with mild reflexes towards end of stage enjoyed it though mm. Cristobal 64 he got 737,820 uh, Ping Barber 739,230 7 is okay but I've had enough now by the way is anyone going to Nurg 2023 I might get on the train this year and have a look there's plenty of people going there you will enjoy yeah, it but- I've replied, yeah, a few of us have replied, we're going. Mr. Pilbo, 996,900. Just short of the mill. Uh, Mr. Berserker, 1,005,800 points. Me, a million and 78,400. Quite low compared to some of them. That's good, better me. I didn't do the point scabbing, but by the sound of it, I got to the same point that the other guys was, which was a level two boss, which was incredibly hard. I didn't beat the level two boss. Not many people did. But the people that didn't were up to, had got a lot of points anyway. They were up to like two mil because of the point pressing that they were able to do. Right, I see. But I just couldn't be asked. Here's Jimmy. 1,123,400. Good score. Tactical Giles, 1,180,110. One, Swamp Donkey 77 got 1.185480 million. Impressive shooter with excellent graphics and sound. Shame the game has an Everest-sized difficulty spike. Mm. Into the good points. Now Zestora got 1.241770 million. Uh, Ross Ross, 1.3950 million. My setup right now, and he's got a laptop in tape mode on a sofa with an 8-bit do stick. Really <laughs> impressed with the 8-bit do arcade stick. I still can't feel a difference in latency compared to my cab. Still unsure if I actually like Sivan yet or not. Why are you not playing your cab song? I don't know, I think it's too cold, isn't it? Is, 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 oh. is it, is it well, is he it keeps in his garage? cab underwater. In a garage, in his shed. May, in well, be. May well be. Could be. Matt Neo MK, good score from Matt. Seven points. 1,391,300. Sivan, never played it until now. Really like it. It's probably the hardest vertical shooter I have ever played. He's, he's not wrong. I applaud anyone who can reach level three as a level two boss is mega tough. Interesting scoring mechanic, though. Will return. Mm. Uh, Aid Skyway 73 with eight points. Uh, 1,983,830. Finally beat the second boss, then died almost instantly at level three. So I presume... Aid Skyway, who's third in our challenge, is the, the first person on this list who's beat the second boss. Yeah. So only three know. people beat the second boss. And there's what? Is there six bosses in total? 
Yeah, I think uh, it might be seven because that that, that long shows last how hard it is, doesn't it? That long last level has the the, the weird create queen thing. Mm. Rhaegar is second. In the miss of twenty to five, had a big battle, nine points. Oh, hang on. Let's see. What, what did you say, Teddy? Oh, my daddy said Goldilocks woke up and ran away. I don't understand why to this very day. Can you stand on that thing for me? <laughs> oh yeah, that's very good childhood memories of that with my son. Yeah, Rygar got two point one six eight million. This is this is a lot of it is by the level one and two boss. You can really press it for points. Yeah. Finally figured out how to finally point scab the end of level one boss. It makes a big difference. I made it to level two boss with men to spare, but not dinner time, and ran out of steam. Oh well, that'll do. Mr. 25 is number one. Mr. 25 is number one with 2,862,820 points. Level three boss is brutal at the last stage. Brutal, I tell thee. So you obviously didn't do level three. He's made it to level three, so an amazing score, Neil. Well done, mate. You've got 10 points. Wow. What a guy. Ports and sequels. Nope. None of them. Nothing. Has the game Wyvern Wings got anything to do with this, or is it a different company altogether I would think so because there is a game called Wyvern Rings is there mm-hmm don't know I'm have to look at it hum no that game has nothing to do with this one so yeah no ports and sequels changes and improvements what do you reckon I've... Sean what would you do to make this game better I would say far too hard Jesus oh, Calico yes. what what were you thinking it does become a memory game like some of the some of the Toa Plan ones where you can you can dodge and you can create sort of little routines that you do to dodge the faster bullets. Yeah. And I've seen that that link I've put into the YouTube is is an amazing. Thing. One thing you don't have to do, you know, you don't have to batter the button for the fast fire. If it, it fires pretty fast on its yeah, own, yeah, it's not too bad. It's just quite sedentary, isn't it? You don't have to really easy. really batter it. You, can, you, you just got to do it like a steady pace to get the steady fast, pulse. fast fire. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, yeah. I reckon yes. it needs a much easier difficulty curve. This seems mm. like it's especially made for grindcore shmup fans only, mm. not for the likes Good. of us. I mean, you love this kind of thing, and it's difficult for you even. Mm. Yeah, I really struggled with it. Annoy. I, despite the difficulty, I do enjoy it. It's a very polished mm. game. I love okay. the graphics, the sound, the music, and the gameplay. It's mentioned in the Smup Shmups forum. That that's really that's really good. They're very technical, them guys. It's yeah. a very cool hidden gem in the genre. I agree with that. I've put this in my favourites along with other vertical shooters like Dodon Pachidoju, Mushihima Musama, Mushihimi, Mushihimasama. Don't even try. You're murdering it every time you try. Just call it Mushi. Mushihimasama. I can only say it. Futari and Viper Phase 1. What I'm going to do, I'm going to put it on auto fire, put it on easy, and just enjoy it. What is there difficulty levels in the game? Yeah, you can go into the settings and change it to easy. And how much easier is it? Because sometimes they're not very much easier at all, are they? I don't know. I'll have a look, though. Yeah. Uh, For me, annoy by its difficulty set in fiddly scoring mechanics it seems like i said it's not for the casual arcade player 
Um, some hints on how to get the decent scores, like telling you how to use the banish in the track mode, was really helped. Uh, this is a very polished game, very. But to an idiot bully, bullet hell novice like me, it seems it's the same as all the others. Lovely graphics, which you hardly get a chance to look at. Incredibly stirring operatic music. Insane cu curtains of projectiles, which seem to hamper the enjoyment of actually shooting stuff. And really fast point-blank shots at you sometimes. Well, it's just... It's it's ruined. I think it, it looks and sounds brilliant. I like the graphics. I like the dragons. I like the bosses. It's just too hard, and it, it doesn't really tell you much about the game in the attract mode. I like the attract mode to give you a bit of a clue what to do in it, mm. but it's um, it just seems like it's one of these games that only the hardcore like, or the hardcore yeah. can get anywhere in them. I mean, our players are really good, right? And Mr. 25 didn't even get halfway through the game, and he's the top scorer so mm. it's i think if you you want to be able to get for a few levels at least for six levels at least let it get you through two three mm. but this is just it's just rock it's too hard ruined sorry it is it is it is it's it's one of them that I, yeah like i said i will play it and i will play it with endless lives auto fire easy just enjoy it like i, like I the call graphics them in the sofa mode yeah because you sit on <laughs> the sofa and just play it in, in the cloud yeah cloud mode yeah. so our right, last, last word right go on sean what do you reckon i would this is where we pick any any games but that we would play as well rather than this or as well as this i would pick any cave game from about 1998 until 2005 i think they started getting mega mega out after that mm. but it's still good they are fairer and easier would you believe cave games easier than another game they are yeah they are easier than this yeah um for me I do like a few of those. Mushima Sava for the looks. Gwanga, because I quite like the weird gameplay on that game, because you don't get scores in it, if I remember rightly, or it doesn't tell you a score oh. at the end. Or Death Smiles. Death Smiles is actually quite easy, but getting good scores on it, you've got to know how to do certain things. But I, I enjoy that. I quite like mm. Death Smiles. But for me, I prefer any early to mid-80s vertical scrolling shooters, though. From Exit X's, which is really simple, to Legendary Wings. And for me, it's a little bit later, Raiden still beats the nearly to full-on bullet hell shmups. I'd much rather play Raiden, Raiden 2, Raiden DX than any of these kind of games. Mm. They're, not, they're not bullet hells, they're more like just shooters. And I know they're quite difficult, some of them, but I much prefer those than these insanely difficult ones. I think it just it kills it, especially for someone who's not very good at it. Yeah, I, I do. I do love my vertical shooters, but this is like uh, the I know I know Sikia ones are really hard, especially later on. But this is this beats Sikia, but difficulty level it really does. I do not like any of the Sikia games I've played. I really dislike them. I just hate the way they are. It's just the whole the whole thing for me. It's the whole package of how their their style and how they play, and it, I just really don't like Sikia games at all. Sivan is much better. I'd much rather play mm. Sivan than any Sikio game any day of the week. Really would. So I don't I don't hate this game. I just wish it was a little bit easier to get into it a bit more. Because mm. just too, learning those scoring techniques is just beyond me. Absolutely beyond me. Yeah, it's it's easy to learn the, the medal, medals and Yeah, that. I got that. But and that's why I got a reasonable score. Because I was getting like about 100,000, 200,000. And when I worked that out and listened to people talking on Twitter and looked at a few things... So, oh, okay. So, all you've got to do is shoot the aerial targets with a normal tappy tappy, 
to get your banish up. Anything on the ground, banish it. Pick up the medals. Mm. Keep picking up the medals. Don't lose a medal, and your scores keep going up and up. And in the end, you get really huge medals. You get little tiny ones, 50 points. By the time you mm. get up to 10,000, they're massive, and you're getting huge points for them. And you've got to keep it going by not losing any of them, otherwise it goes back to 50 again. That is fairly easy to work out. And I wish it would shown you on the attract mode how to do that. Mm. They'll tell you, shoot these, banish these, get the big scores, you know, keep it going. That'd be a good idea to do it. And then, obviously, you've got other secrets you can work out later in the game when you know that lot, like, you know, shooting a certain monster in a certain way. But, the, you know, the baddies could have had, like, you know, um, a quick flash on a certain part of it, which tells you to shoot that one first. Or, you know, some little hint of how to do something, not just don't tell you and just let you work it out for yourself by accident. Because back in the day, uh, back then, you didn't have the internet to work out. You just, you know, told, talk to your friends about it or whatever. You, someone worked it out by accident or read it in a magazine. But yeah, that sort of thing would have made the game much better. Mm. Oh, well, just, any road. Still enjoy it, and like I said, I will play it. Like better than it. most so, of the shmups I've played, the, the bullet hells I've paid. Much better. I think you've invented sofa mode, you know. Sofa mode. That should be, that should be a thing. Just let me write that down. I am... Um, Endless fire, sorry, to auto fire, easy mode, and what was the third one? And maybe uh, some of that. Uh, auto save, 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 save states. Save. Yeah, yeah, that equals sofa mode. That'll be our oh, mantra yeah. from now on. I'll write the mantra down on the on the website. <laughs> anyway, that is out of the way now. Next show's game. It's my pick for the next one, right? And because. I've been playing that new cab of mine. It's going to have something to do with it. We're going for a double bubble. We're going to play two games because they're simple and they're easy and there's not a lot to them. We're going to play two for next month, kids. So they're going to be Moon Crusty, Moon Cruster, because it's way overdue. We should have done Moon Cruster a long time ago. And we're also going to do Uni War S, which is what that cab came with. So they're both on Galaxian hardware. They're both simple single screen vertical schmops and they're old they're like 1980 i think uniwar s and mooncrester so the roms are well the developers are nichibutsu for mooncrester so uniwar s is by irem and the rom is uniwar s one word and mooncrester is i think it's moon crst i think yeah moon crst and it's original versions, because a lot of hacked versions of this, so make sure it's original version. Lives are three, difficulties normal, easy, whatever it's called. And they're very simple games. So, you know, have a go of these. And you won't be getting very high scores, because they're very low scores. You won't be getting a million on this, I tell you. Unless you're Charlie Farr. <laughs> of course. Uh, you can All right, guy. All right, guy, yeah. You can submit your score. Uh, we want arcade ROMs only, please. No scores for console or computer compilations. They may be different. You can send to Twitter under the hashtag, hashtag 10p score. You can go on the Sidekick app in the 10 pence club section. Uh, email to the site, which is vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. You can go on the Facebook uh, page as a comment on the podcast post, and you can go on UK back and put it there as well. The deadline for score submissions is Monday, 24th of April, 5pm UK time, please. Mm. Now, I like these games, and I've been flicking them on now and again, but I'll have to uh, reset my high scores and go for it. But these are games you can learn and get better at, which I quite like. Mm. The, 
when you put your scores in, please say which one you put in the score in if, it's, if you're on Twitter. Yes. Because I don't know if the high score tables will look similar. I don't know what we to Yeah, tell. we won't know. So please tell us what game you're playing, which is which. And it's not Uni Wars, mm. it's Uni War S. Mm. Don't know why, but it is. Anyway, enjoy those uh, plinky plonky eight coloured games, and we'll speak to you next month. Uh, anything else, Sean, before we go? Well, guess what happened? When we got home, we found a big mess. Then, my mommy found Goldilocks sleeping in my bed. <sighs> you were going to do that like a bear would shit in the woods. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, kids. Thank you. You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10pencearcade, and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. <laughs>